One chance, one life, one take. Little room for mistake. Who do you Welcome back to the Dead Funny Dead Serious podcast. We are going to dive right in. Our guest today is Andrea Cox. Uh, and Andrea, who are you and what do you do? Wow, such a good question. <laughs> Hello, thank you for having me, Mitzi. My name is Andrea Cox. I'm from Canada and I am a licensed funeral and memorial pre-planning consultant. So what I do is I actually work with various funeral homes in Alberta and BC currently, we'll be building on that and just setting up prepaid funeral packages. So what happens that when people do this in advance, it takes away that chaos, it takes away that confusion, um, possible family breakdowns, and it takes away the financial burden that are on family members at that time. So that's pretty much what I do. And then I try to educate people on the topic of death. So I do a Let's Talk show on Instagram, on Facebook, educating people. And then we also run monthly webinars on the exit plan and preparing for our final departure. So that's what I do. Yes. And I highly recommend uh, the Let's Talk episodes every week. One, I've been on there and it's so fun in general, um, but also just the range, the range of people that you have on that show. Mm-hmm. I learned something every time I, I check in. I'm like, oh, that was cool. That's an interesting thing. That's awesome. Thing. Yeah. Excellent. So that is who you are and what you do. How, how the heck did you get into this? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, you know, my background is actually in HR. So I've done that for years. And um, I ended up working with a unionized company. And I was going to union members' homes and explaining to them their options for permanent benefits. So one of the questions we would ask the union members is, do you have a will? And in most cases, people would say no. And, um, and I was so used to that. And I went to this one young couple's home and they said, yes. And I was just like, you do, (laughs) it was just so weird. And, um, what they explained to me is that the reason why they have a will is because they have a close family friend who unfortunately died from domestic violence. And when they went to that funeral, the children were there with social services. And that's when it dawned on them that they need to get a will in place. So that was the first Um, like ding, ding, ding in my mind that, "Mm, you know, I go to all these homes and most people don't have a will. Do they understand the why? Right. Mm -hmm. And then I went to this other gentleman's home and I asked him the question. Um, I was telling him about the permanent benefits. And one of the benefits we were doing was a funeral coverage so that when someone passes away in the family, you go to the funeral home with the certificate. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he told me confidently that he's not going to die. So he did not need the policy. And excellent. Right. (laughs) So happy for him that he wasn't going to die. He wasn't going to die. And then that's when I'm like, there's a problem. There's actually a huge problem. Like we're not accepting that this is a part of life. You know what I mean? And, you know, it's just like birth is part of the life process. Right. And, you know, death is going to happen to one out of one of us. It's not an if Hmm. it's so when and how prepared are we? Right. So, yeah. And then that's how. I'm pretty much where I am now on educating. Um, And when I got into doing what I'm doing with the funeral packages, like I never thought I would be doing something like this. Like, it's just 
so out of character. I am the one that's scared of, you know, dead people from when I was younger. Like, it's just crazy so, for me to be doing this. And even so I'm licensed here in Alberta. I have two licenses in Alberta, one in BC, and one is with the Alberta Funeral Board. And I had to like, for the theory part of it and the practical, like, you know, I had to go through the whole understanding how the cremation process is and see everything. And even with the embalming. And I thought to myself, Oh my God. Like at first I was like, do I really have to do this to you guys? And I, mm -hmm. I saw the benefit of doing that because it's opened up my mind a lot and it's really educated me on being able to educate other people, right. Doing that on um, that course. So short-term pain, long-term gain. I don't have to go through that again. So here I am. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. I didn't realize um, that someone in your position would, would have that opportunity uh, uh -huh. even through licensure. And I, I love what you do. I think you and I have that in common. We're looking at what, if you don't deal with your will and your planning, who it gets left to, right? right? All that right. trauma that goes right. into the family system when they don't want to be dealing with anything at that point, right? They want to be attending to their grief and their healing. Yeah. And instead they're dealing with papers and with paper garbage. I mean, literally they're just dealing with things that they wouldn't have to deal with normally. If it was taken care of beforehand. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you come from HR. Now you're, you're here. I'm deep in. <laughs> you're, you're in it to win it here. Um, what are your, your challenges doing this work? Mm -hmm. Well, at the end of the day, we don't think we're going to die. So, you know, it's almost like how back in the days we didn't talk about suicide. We didn't talk about depression, mental illness, right? So it's the challenges is, is breaking down these barriers, right? Because like, even if I go to a networking event and, and I say what I do, I do the pre-planning side of it, but because, you know, people just automatically is like, well, I don't need her service because I'm not going to die. Right. <laughs> so it's almost like, well, I don't need you. And it's like, well, we all kind of need someone like me because it's about putting a plan in place today, not tomorrow. You know what I mean? So, or yeah, so it's just talking about it. That's one of the challenges and just people acknowledging that we're going to die. Right. So, and we don't want to talk about it. And the challenges is that even like with um, um, adult children, that their parents don't want to talk about it. So how do we break down these, how do we start these conversations? Right. So, you know, with myself, I'll, I'll tell people like, you know, just, you know, even if you have parents that do not want to talk about it, let them know what you've put in place. So you need to be the example and then they'll sometimes jump on or even watching a movie that has like a death scene in it or like a funeral, like, you know, like a funeral scene. And, you know, there are some movies that are hilarious and you could break down those walls, right? By doing it. And the thing about it is that we need to choose our difficult. We're either going to do it now while our family members are here and can talk about it or our next option is when something happens and we can't talk to them. Do you know what I mean? So we just need to choose which one, which, what, where do we rather to be? And then just 
have those conversations as uncomfortable as it is. It's those conversations that need to be had. You know what, mom, if I pass away, you go into my room underneath my bed and the suitcase, you're going to find my insurance policy. You're going to find my will because at that time we're not thinking, right? And we need someone to hold our hand during that um, difficult time. So the more that we could put in place beforehand, it will just bring so much peace for our loved ones during that, that difficult time. And it also adds to our legacy, right? So on that, we've done that for our loved ones. You know what I mean? And in the book that I'm read that I'm writing, you know, even to the extent that I'm putting in, what do you want in your obituary? You know, because when someone passes away, our family is the one to do that. And, you know, how often do you, are members upset because they weren't in the obituary or their name was spelled wrong or there's wrong information because you're getting information from who knows where and it's not sometimes accurate right so if we could do those and they're little things well it can't be difficult thinking about it but I think it's just the peace of mind of doing it beforehand so Mm -hmm. yeah I love that uh planting seeds planting them right when you're ready, let's talk about this. I I mean, I'll be honest. It took me years to do my will from the person that inspired me was my financial advisor. And, you know, every time we would have our yearly meeting, he would be like, you should have this will. And it took me a while. And this, I mean, this is years ago, but I was like, "Eh," you know, like, I don't have much. Why do I need that? And he's like, you're, you're at the time I was a single parent. And I was like, you know, I don't have much. And he's like, you do you have a kid (laughs) exactly exactly and it took him some years to get me and I finally did it and I was like uh duh why didn't I do this earlier why didn't and that's the thing that that's that's the thing that everyone seems to say is oh my gosh why didn't I do this one before do you know what I mean like and you know it's interesting when I think back to when I used to go to the union members homes I remember meeting with this couple and their cousin had a young one and the cousin lived with her father and unfortunately she passed away and the child went to the father. So because of that, the mother's side of the family has not seen this child. And, you know, and this is another thing is that we need to put in writing, you know what I mean? Who do we want? And even if it ends up being the father, you want them to see their other side of the family, but at the same time, that's now gone. Right. So it's these things that we just don't even think about. Right. So why it's so important, so important. Well, if that isn't a wake up call um, for anybody listening to get their paperwork in order, especially Mm -hmm. if you have young children. Uh, I don't know what is. Right, right. Yeah. And of course, we can go on forever with the different ones, right? And I know we don't have the time, but you know, it's this is why we just need to start to have these conversations and just normalize. And I think the the more that we talk about it, the more we'll we'll realize, whoa, there's a lot for us to do, right? Because if we think about what we do on a daily basis, right, with our loved ones, with our family, and then all of a sudden we're gone oh my gosh, what are they going to do? Right. So it's almost like when you think about this, like, oh my goodness, I need to start writing stuff down. And you'll notice that that's your right pages and pages and pages and pages. Right. So, um, and I think it's a whole lot easier to have these conversations before something happens, just because depending on who the person is, and I've seen it in different ways that if someone is at the point of death, 
they're either going to rush to do something or they're going to completely shut down. Because if they knew that they had to get it done, they're going to push to get it done. But for those who've never thought about it, they're now dealing with, I'm going to die. This is now, this is now my problem. The rest is yours. And they don't want to have the conversation. I actually had a conversation with a pastor the other day and they were telling me how there's this gentleman who he was dying, his family's in Europe and he didn't want to tell them. And, but his ex-girlfriend knows a family and he doesn't want her to tell them either. And I thought to myself, that's not fair to her because now the family is going to be upset with her. And I said, you know what, get him to write down something or speak with him and get, and you guys write it or give him the phone to record something. Cause at Mm -hmm. that time, our family's now grabbing for everything. Right. And now they feel robbed. They feel upset because they didn't get that chance to say bye, or they didn't get that chance to do, you know what I mean? Just you know, yeah. even the chance to come see you, do you know I mean? that was all Rob. And it adds to, as you know, part of the grieving process, doesn't it? So yeah. it's things like this, that um, so much easier to have the conversations before everybody. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And, and adding what you're saying and just adding in for any of my psychology people that are listening and thinking about that psychology, grief psychology, we're talking about unfinished business. And that travels through whole family systems. Um, We're talking about family secrets. If somebody knows and other people don't. Mercy. Whoa. Um, And some denial. We're talking about a lot of things in there, aren't we? Yeah. 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 You know, and it's even these little things on our cell phones or our laptops or or our um, Mm -hmm. iPads, you know what I mean? Has so much information in it. And it's almost like our families have to be professional hackers to get into them, right? And like, even with our cell phones, you know, our family can't go to the cell phone company and get, they will not get into the phone. So it's things like this that we need to write down and put aside our passwords for these things that will help them. Yes. Put this piece together that is now literally a hot mess. These little things that we don't even think about. And working on, you know, the Facebook memorialization piece, it's just a button to push, but a lot of people haven't pushed that button and it causes a a lot of turmoil, uh, a lot of pieces and hoops to jump through that aren't really anyone's favorite thing to do, right? Right, Is to jump through Facebook hoops hoops or password barriers. So, um, and that is called Thanos sensitivity. Uh, anyone, any kind of digital footprint that we're kind of leaving behind. Yes. And, you know, kind of also <laughs> for all of us, it's like, what do we want to leave behind? Mm-hmm. You know, curating that a little bit too, if we're thinking about it ahead of time that sure. you're helping us with. So thank you. For thank sure. You. No, you're welcome. You're welcome. And it's interesting because we just had that conversation last night. So every Thursday on, um, Sometimes I wonder where do I say clubhouse, right? <laughs> it's like, where are we? <laughs> yeah. And we were just talking about that in regards to the whole Facebook and, but you mentioned something different and I'm going to ask you just to kind of expand on that. So there is a button that we need to press on Facebook. Is that accurate? Yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm going to do a little, um, some bits on that probably over on TikTok. So find me over there. Um, okay. Because it is, it's, yeah, there's a button in your settings and it's called Facebook memorialization. And it says it's going to give somebody else access 
to your account to memorialize you. So it will allow everyone to know that you have passed away. Right. And, you know, if, if someone doesn't do that, I will say it can be highly traumatic to other people. So I just want to encourage anyone that's listening, go over there, find it, click that button. I have a friend that passed away a couple, well, from coronavirus a year and a half ago and his birthday came around and he had a ton of friends on Facebook. A lot of us knew that he had passed away, but you know, when you have so many friends, you don't see every post. Right. Um, his birthday comes around and hundreds of people are saying happy birthday. And for me, that was just this moment of, I didn't know how to deal with it. It was ambiguous, right. um, like re-loss, re-traumatization right. of that right. loss. Right, right. And I'm sure to every other person that knew and was seeing that as well. And so I was like, oh, it was just one button would have helped hundreds of people um, right. process that. And so, yeah, press that button, everyone. Right, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So Wow. Thank you for that information. Yeah. This is why it's good time. to have these conversations because there's always something to learn and yeah. to be able to not keep it to ourselves, but to share it. Right. So yeah, wow. that is what death education is. It's why I went into it, right? Is that right, there was right. things I, I found out after I had some major death experiences. And I was like, if I had known that. Yes. And I started having these after regrets. And I was like, oh my gosh, everyone needs to know mm-hmm. these things mm-hmm. so they don't feel that. And right, right. I know we can't fix every single thing and not everyone's going to know everything. And you're going to have some regrets because death is is hard. And if we can make it just a touch less traumatizing, let's right, right. Let's fucking do that. Yes, for swearing. sure. This is my swearing podcast. Well, you know what? There's times that you just have to. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> here we are. Um, so we did the difficult pieces on our last couple of minutes here. I also want to talk about the hope. What what hope do you have for your field and your business in general? I heard you're re- you're writing a book, so spill it. Yeah. So the hope is that more families will not have to go through that devastation. So you have situations where, you know, people have their will in place. The family knows what that person wants. You know what I mean? All that stuff is done in advance. And then you have those that nothing is done and it's traumatizing, right? And we don't know what we don't know. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another thing that's difficult with what I do because it's not until you go through it, do you see the value of what we do as death workers, Mm -hmm. right? So, and this is, so we're actually doing an event, as I mentioned earlier on um, October the 24th, it's Sunday, October the 24th, and it's an online event and it's called the Exit Plan Forum, Mm -hmm. where we're going to have lawyers, funeral home workers, cemetery workers, um, insurance agents, and some impact stories so people can hear the difference of when there's a plan in place as opposed to when there is not. Mm -hmm. So the goal is that we'll have more families when that time happens be in a better situation so that they could more grieve as opposed to running up and down during that devastating time and making these short, making these long-term decisions that's going to be permanent during a short time when you're not even thinking straight, right? So it's just to have more families be able to grieve and their death experience is a positive one as opposed to a negative one. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm dropping all that information so they can have it when, when they need it. 
Yes. Yes. Amazing. And they can find you. Everyone can find you where? Yeah. So I'm on Facebook, Andrea Cox. I'm on Instagram, Andrea underscore nine, four, seven, four. I need to change that. I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. So yeah. Instagram and on Facebook, I'm on LinkedIn as well. So yeah, jump on, watch the, the reruns of the podcast. I had an amazing one with Mitzi. We talked about death doulas and death cafes, everyone. So definitely check those out. And yeah, the more you can learn, the more you can help, not, not just yourself, not just your family, but all those around you. Definitely. And you're also on Clubhouse. I'm on Clubhouse. Yes. So I do Clubhouse right now. Yeah. I just do a room the third Monday of every month. Mm-hmm. So that'll be coming up this Monday. And we're going to be more talking on what you need to know before you pass away. So that is our discussion on Monday. So that is 630 yeah. my time, oh, um, Mountain Standard Time. <laughs> I'm telling you these time differences. <laughs> we're all... Um... Yeah, discombobulated with time differences. Um, but I r- highly recommend the the clubhouse. If you're on clubhouse, check out Andrea's rooms because I mean, then they have access to you and then you can ask like a real question. So if you have anything mm. that's coming up and you're just like, where, where to begin, or you have a specific problem, those are the rooms to be in. Yes, you know, yes. I think clubhouse is underrated for that. You really can get great access to people with good information, you know, quick. Definitely. <laughs> It's a place to go to learn, 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 and learn. Yeah. It sounds like you're head down though, finishing this book and we're excited to, to read it and mm-hmm. purchase it and give it to all our loved ones. Right. I'm going to, I'm actually thinking about doing like Christmas packages and put Christmas boxes because yes. what more of a gift is that? And that's the thing is that getting our fares in order is a gift of love, right? And it's the last thing that we could do to our loved ones for our loved ones when we pass away. So, Yeah. yeah. Does the book have a name yet? Yeah, it's preparing for your final departure. Okay, we're gonna, mm. no no pressure, but we're waiting. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna sit here and wait for you, so. Just, yeah, okay. it'll be around for the holidays for sure. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Well, thank you again, Andrea. Um, everyone check her out, Instagram, Facebook, Clubhouse, and pre-buy that book in November. Uh, yay. Best to you. Thank and you we will so talk much. Soon. Same with you as well. Okay. Bye for now. Bye.